Hello! Welcome to Smash, Loot, and Roll, a Dungeons & Dragons game between friends near and far. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Last episode was Session Zero. In this episode, the PCs saved the infamous Volo Ganderarm from a young basilisk near Waterdeep. After some food and drinks in the roadhouse, the heroes are asked to find out why Harborough has not delivered his famous whiskey for the Midsummer Festival and Shield Meet, and additionally discover the missing companion of an elven noble from Waterdeep. Now, on with the show. The most important thing is the whiskey's missing! <laughs> so, it is the uh, morning after rescuing Volo. He has ridden off. Uh, he's actually joined the uh, merchant to ride into Waterdeep with to be safe, and... Uh, the elven female that you spoke with at Adrock has already left as well. So that leaves you with Bromus, Charlene, the owners of the roadhouse. And uh, what would you guys like to do for the day? I know you said you've gone out, collected some smooth stones. For Adrock has gone out, collected some smooth stones. He's brought them back in, cleaned them off a little bit, and put them in his pocket. It's a completely normal thing to do. <laughs> uh, so should we... Uh... Should we uh, go look for whiskey guy or should so, so we go look for uh, companion guy first? Well, the whiskey's kind of on the way. And it's <laughs> obviously a more important situation. So we think we should go towards the whiskey. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Chip agrees. Chip's, <laughs> All right. chips with it. And you, you mentioned that the whiskey uh, guy was up the road and we, we his distillery was up the road and we should head that direction. Yeah, Bromus is... Uh, yeah, Bromus is like, yeah, he's not too far. Because a ha half days half days up and uh, head off to the east a bit and you'll find them. So you guys head out, make your way up the road. It's typical uh, Sword Coast morning, nice, easy. Weather's light, yep. <laughs> for Brahmas to start talking with the birds and singing. Entertain us, entertain us all with his uh, dwarven vocals and his shanties. But as you come up to... One of the roads that leads off, you recognize that it's got various signs for different farms, uh, items like that. But you do see one that says Harborough, uh, and you follow the road out, head up over the rolling hills. By about shortly after lunch, you guys are walking your way up over the low grass hills. You definitely know you're on farmland because you've got fields that are, in this area, what you would think for this time of year would probably have already been uh, harvested or still growing broken up by woods and items like that. But as you, as you crest over the hill, you notice a farm off in the distance. It's a nicer farm for the simple fact that the distillery, you can see the bigger barn, you can see a grain silo, you can see the main house. These are all one level items. You can see the, from your vantage point in the road, you can see an un, uh, unharvested field of grain. You've got the typical wide, wide area of grain, scarecrow sitting in the middle, Trying to, you know, with, you know, instead of chasing off the crows, the crows are all just sort of sitting on the scarecrow, enjoying, enjoying that. Uh, but everybody could give me a perception roll as you guys, actually, what's, what's your, um, what's your guys' just uh, passive perception? 13. 13? 12. 12. 12. So, you don't even need to roll for that when you guys are high enough. But as one of the things you do notice is, there is no fire or smoke from a, coming out of the chimneys, even though it's pretty typical for somebody to always have a fire burning for cooking or any, all sorts of stuff. You also notice that the, the horses, as you're watching them, they're not, you, you expect to see them in there, their corral and everything else, and then you realize 
they're just wandering around. You see a horse, you're almost positive it's going walking in through the little gar the garden they use to probably feed the farmstead as well, uh, you know, supplement the farmstead stuff. But as you stand there and, and look more, you realize that it appears deserted minus the farm animals. Chickens are running around, things like that, you know, what you would expect to find in the type of area. You guys are probably, we'll, we'll just say you guys start off 100 yards from, you guys are 100 yards from any of the buildings at this point. And we, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, we don't see any, we don't see any, there's no sign of life other than the horses. Uh, no, no, no walking around kind of people. No, you see no humans, no elves, dwarves, anybody like that. Uh, you hear a dog bark and uh, all of a sudden you see some chickens scatter, go run away. Otherwise, yeah. it looks well kept. Yeah, it looks well kept. Otherwise, it looks what you expect to see on a working farm and probably a working distillery. That has not been attended to in a day or two. Or so, or more. I'd like to see if anybody's there and if they know anything. Right. Does the dog look uh, like he's hungry or does the dog look like he's just hanging out? I'd say the dog, as you're looking at the dog, it's probably... Not as well fed as it has been, but he's not, it's not skin and bone starving type thing. Okay. Uh, I guess I will approach uh, said doggo and uh, try to give him a little bit of my, my rations. Okay. Uh, roll. Have crouch and, you know. Smash. Roll animal handling. Okay. <laughs> guess what I don't have. We'll find out, actually. <laughs> Let's see, animal handling plus zero. Oh, it's, it's, oh. it's wisdom based. Are you a wisdom person? Can you do this? I'm a wisdom person. I've got a plus four for animal handling. Whoa, animals then, love me. Why don't you go uh, be, be nice to said doggo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some biscuits. Do I have, wait, do I have biscuits? Rations. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure we packed rations. Like, sure, of course we I'm did. Sure you, I'm sure you guys stole, stole bacon from the uh, roadhouse. <laughs> Bacon for whiskey is what I say. You, I give you whiskey <laughs> if you give me bacon. Uh, which one do I roll for? A d20. So you got a 21? Wow. Good for you. Dog I loves dog. I mean, this dog loves me. This dog yeah. can do whatever I want, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you break out. You come, come up and approach the dog. And you know, the dog's a little leery at you at first, looks around and realizes you've got food. And uh, comes up, gently takes the food and backs off, does a couple bites and everything else, and looks at you expectedly, steps forward again, and next thing you know, it's sitting on your foot, looking up at you like, okay, give me love. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I, oh, this precious dog. Is he wearing, is he wearing any uh, collar, tags? No, no collars, tattoos, no tags. No. Clipped ears. Uh, he, he's got a clipped ear more from probably scrapping with uh whatever animals he's got to keep off the farm and everything else. So he's got a, one ear has got a little bit short, a couple of small chunks taken out, but nothing serious. He's healthy minus the fact that he looks like he probably hasn't got his normal food or, or attention. It seems like he hasn't got attention in a while. He's been starved for attention. But you know, there's dogs. chickens around yeah. <laughs> and nobody's entire episode know. will be nothing but us playing with this dog. Now you realize that. <laughs> <laughs> well, will this dog like to lead me somewhere? Have you, uh, start walking towards, towards the farm somewhere? As you start walking up with the farm and everything else, where do you want to go? There's, like I said, there's the grain silo, there's the barn, 
there's like uh barn slash distillery there's the main house there's the main house you know the main house first you see the you can see the well as well that has well as well there's a, <laughs> i think all is well right now all is well there's a water well uh there's a wind there's a windmill it looks like it's used to help uh that's near the well it looks like it's used as a pump system just as to you can, main house there yeah as you walk up to the main house you see the uh, as you approach the door, the door, you see t- two things happen. The dog gives a a low growl and sort of stops mm-hmm. about fifteen feet about fifteen feet as you approach the door. And you also notice that the front door is not set fully. Hmm. Not fully I fully. will uh, get my. I will un, uh, unleash my hand crossbow. I'll have that out, and it is loaded and and ready to go um, in one hand. I think Bowden can go right in, Bowden. <laughs> I think he should be the one leading us. I'm right behind you. You can't even see me when I stand behind you. Oh, stomp, stomp. Hey, anybody home? Oh, that was, uh, that was, that was stealthy. (laughs) Maybe I should have looked. Bowden is not stealth. (laughs) Bowden walks to the front door. Hey, any, and this palms the front door open. Anybody home? And no response. You stop, pause, and, you know, do that pause and listen. And, uh, from looking in the house, there's no, there's no candles blowing the, the windows have been open you can tell stuff has actually blown in the house so the some of the windows might have been open for a couple of days that real quiet of when you walk into some place and nobody's been active in it for a while it's got that feeling where your hair just sort of stands up on the back of your neck Ooh. and you also get a a bit of a coppery smell in the air oh i know that smell and it's not good Switch into dark vision. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh-huh. mandibles, the mandibles come out. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, so there are there stairs in front of us? Uh, no, it's is a, it two it's story, a one, one story. It's a one story house. Uh, probably four rooms total uh, for the main house. But as you see Bowden step in and make his announcement, you see him tense up. You see him grab his warhammer a little bit tighter and uh, start looking around. But as you look around in the house. Uh, you look down, you can see the blood, you can see the dried blood streaks of something being drug out into the uh, dirt, into the, there. I'm going to step back and point. Look, blood. This isn't good. <laughs> was it into our, our exit or the, another exit that where the blood was, where it was being went out, drugged? Went out the main door. What okay. Whatever happened, got something got drug out through the main door. So I, uh, I guess let's check the other rooms and see is, you know, what we can see is, do we, do we notice anything in any of these four rooms besides small children? Apparently, yes. You hear a uh, you hear a cry of a small shot. No, <laughs> I won't be that cool. To That's flavor that. text. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you step in the house. the The kitchen slash dining room area is completely trash. You can tell there's a definitely been some type of brawl, some type of fight in here. But there's no bodies. There's some blood on. There's some blood stains from some type of bladed weapon. Um, it's got slung around the kitchens, trash as well. You do find a uh, one of those cast iron frying pans uh, lying on the floor, but the handle's like bent in a, in a ninety degree ninety degree shape, like something's been hit really hard. Okay. Everybody, give me an investigation roll. I think I'd rather get a sense for this area. Just you know. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Okay. What would you like to uh, perception as opposed to investigation? <laughs> uh, my investigation's thirteen. Okay, perception's really more of the lines of you actively spotting something. Investigation's taking your time to make a educated guess as to what happened. Oh, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Bowden, you're like, well, there's a good fight here. Something yeah. <laughs> happened in here. Adarok, as you step in and look around, uh, you realize that whatever happened, the initial, as you look around the rooms and everything, you realize that this is a this family. It's like I said, there's four rooms. It looks like the there's the, the parents' room, the adults, and then there's uh, a room for looks like there was five kids, probably by the number of bunks. You also did see a bunkhouse out there, but uh, you haven't investigated that on the property yet. But at some point, it looks like the fight initially began by you looking around in the bedroom. Something surprised them. The fight was carried out throughout different parts of the house, uh, and you can find blood marks in each room. It doesn't look like anyone was killed in their bed or in their sleep. It looks like everybody there who was either there either put up a fight, died, or escaped at some point. You can even see in some of the uh, blood that splattered, you can definitely see uh, at least a half-human print. You know, So it gives you the idea they were barefoot at the time. Hmm. Well... So there's nobody left here alive. Nope. Hey, uh, let's go check the bunkhouse next, I guess. Let, let's yeah. follow. Let's see if we can follow the trail of blood. Ooh, good point. Trail of blood, as you follow it, steps out. It's not very difficult to follow the uh, drag marks. Uh, whatever was dragging them, grabbed whatever whatever it was, drug them out, and you come around the house, and you, uh, you guys can hear definitely a creek nearby. It's heading down towards the creek, and as you get probably no more than 50 feet away from the house, you notice a small walled-off area. As you step, as you step, as you follow the drag marks, you realize it's a like a family graveyard. It's got a couple small headstones, and it. it's got three plots. Uh, and you notice all the plots are dug up. Dug up from the inside, or as in someone like used a shovel and dug them up? Somebody dug them up from the outside in. And this does this look recent? Uh, considering there was you know been been a weather, there's been a light rain and. It's probably been, your best guess, three or four days, maybe longer. Is there anything left in the coffins? Are the coffins there? No, the coffins have been split open and whatever was contained in them has been removed. And there were four, you said? I spill spuff all over myself, three. <laughs> I'll do the German three. <laughs> Why, what kind of grave robbers also take the bodies? Ones that want to eat them or ones that are recruiting. At Adarok, is there any type of dark magic that could be at hand here, or is this just bizarre cannibalism, or...? That is a great question that I do not have the answer to, but let me see if there's any way that I can help define that answer. Oh, Chip is perturbed. Chip is worried. Well, you should be. <laughs> Chip wants to take the dog and get out of Dodge. I do have a plus five to Arcana. Uh, will that help me in, in further determining uh, what happened here? It, it won't hurt you, that's for sure. All right. Can I roll an Arcana check? Yes, you may. Nice. Uh, that will be a 24. 19 plus 5. What schools of magic do you know? That is a interesting question because my infusions get to, like, I have things from different schools. So I have transmutation, evocation, that's, uh, okay. conjuration. Like, uh, yeah. So you, you recognize schools of magic. You understand what the various schools are. And in passing of learning, I believe there's eight different schools. I have to double check. But in learning one school of magic, you know there's multiple schools of magic. And really the only school of magic that deals with the dead is necromancy. Bum, bum, bum. Necromancy. So does it look like these bodies were uh, raised on their own through magical means or were they, they dug out of here and then drug out? It looks, like they were, out? it looks like they were dug out and carried out. Okay. Let's check the other buildings. Maybe there's more. Have, um, do we have anybody who's really good at uh, seeing, like, if we know what direction they, they took the bodies? What kind of check that is? That is would that be a, that's a nature check. Nature. I got a plus three. How, how's everyone else doing? 
Plus two. Dude. All right, I will roll a nature. So, Chip, you have one of the large horses sort of walk up to you, uh, sort of nuzzle you. Oh, I want to pet this horse. Just sort of looks at you like. You know, tracking's always been a part of my survival. Perhaps I could give that a shot. Uh, you can do, um, yeah, you can do survival as well. I, I rolled a 10 for my nature. I, maybe the horse is trying to tell something. Maybe it's Mr. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it stomps its, its, its right forepaw, hits the ground twice. Uh, Adrock, you've got, you get the distinct impression that this is the drag marks and what you can see are definitely going in a northeast direction. Sorry, I'd make sure I was seeing the right direction. A northeast direction off into the woods away from, not only away from the, the farm, but away from more of the civilized area. You do realize that the woods that once you get beyond the creek and a little bit area, you're getting into more of the wild spots, the untamed portion of the lands uh, that's beyond Waterdeep. So you, you guys are really at the edge of what the farmland is that's controlled by Waterdeep and, you know, patrolled properly, items like that. Once you start getting in the woods, you're starting to get into anybody can control that, any type of creatures, items like that. So Bowden, as you're looking around, what you originally thought, you've got not only the direction, but you've, definitely got the numbers, but it's taken you a moment or two to realize that what was really confusing to you when you first looked at it were the, were the footprints you found. You would expect them to be a normal, on a normal humanoid. The left and right foot would be the same size. And you'd also expect a different type of, is it a booted print? Is it a barefoot? Items like that. This more, looks more like a, a very soft shoe that leaves no indication of like where the toes or the heels were. It's almost like you just take a flat piece of wood, push it in the ground. But as you notice that there's, you can distinguish what you expect anywhere from five to eight different sets of footprints. But one of the more distincting factors of the footprints that you find is the foots don't always seem to match up in the same size. Hmm. And it's a bizarre. set of two, two prints, or are we talking a six to eight quadruped? Uh, Bowden comes back and says, you know, best he's can figure it out is probably about six to eight anywhere from six to eight different humanoids going out. And you also found a, uh, a set of tracks that broke off. And at some point, looks like it went into the uh, wheat field. Hmm. Mm. All right. Well, here's my thoughts. First off, we should probably double check the house to make sure there are the, 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 the grounds before we head out, just to make sure there aren't any survivors, somebody who managed to squeak past by whatever came through. Then probably next, maybe check the wheat field, then... These these tracks head off off into the woods, and these aren't these aren't nice woods. These are scary woods. So we might want to go there. Take that way last. What do you guys think? Yeah. Sounds. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no. Uh, could I take the horse to the barn and see if there's anything going on in the barn? Yeah, oh, not a bad idea. <laughs> Get yourself a saddle, and the rest of us will uh, walk. Oh, this horse there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I you. See if the, the horse will let me ride it. So you being a, one of the smaller people, realize this, this isn't a riding horse. This is a draft horse meant for pulling. Very big, very big horse. And you're like, you could pretty much walk under it and maybe the top of your, your hair will actually brush its belly. Uh, but as you start walking towards the barn, the horse just clops along, along beside you. Seems intent of the fact of, hey, somebody's here. That's where my food's at. I want the, you're walking towards where my food's at. I'm happy to walk with you type thing. Oat bag, oat bag. Yeah. <laughs> Chip, do you like apples? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You carrying an apple or two on you? I hope so. Yeah. Well, that's, that's this case, yes. Case. In this case, you are because you, know, yeah. you realize the horse is nudging in like your, one of your side pouches going where you keep your apples. Mm -hmm. I'd yeah. love to offer this horse an apple. Yeah. He takes it. 
keeps okay. walking. You get to the barn. Oh, you know, it's not very hard to pull the door open. No light inside and everything else. And uh, you notice there, when you pull it open, the horse just sort of stays there and the barn's empty. It's got the stalls. Definitely hasn't been cleaned at all in a while. And so whatever happened, happened at some point. And uh, you've noticed that at least one of the stalls, the door has been kicked open on. The door was The main door was partially open. So you're figuring the animals are the animals or horses that were in there at some point decided they weren't hanging out there any longer and time to leave. And there's no other living. I, can I call out and see if anything responds? Yeah, you can call out. All right, hello? Yeah, no response. Roll me a perception check. Oh, my dice went behind my... <laughs> 16 plus... 16. Uh, perception, 12? Uh, no, not your perception. Not your passive. It's under your skills list in the middle. Yeah. Uh, you have like, like, plus two. It'll have like a plus one, plus two. plus two, or plus zero yeah. next to it. As you call out, hello, you know, you get the no response, but you do see, you hear like the odd creak of like something's actually touched one of the stall walls and you see some of the straw that's in the actual, in one of the far stalls just sort of roll out in front of, you know, sort of get, almost as somebody, something's kicked it out. I take one of my stones out of my pocket. I use one of my magic tinkerings to put light on it and I throw it where that bale of hay came from and it, it produces a either five or ten foot radius of light i will double check on that yeah so five Adrock, foot radius of light yes adrock you quickly you know you hear adrock how do you how do you cast your spells you whisper words what do you do uh i i i have uh little ointments that i dip them in since i'm an alchemist so okay. i dip that in the the light producing uh the luminescence uh ointment and then i throw it yeah. uh over to that where that uh Hey, came from. So, Bowden, all all you guys, Chip, you see the rocks sort of, see the sort of glowing rocks flow over your shoulders and land and (laughs) produce a bright light inside the, uh, inside the barn. And between your hello and all of a sudden light, you see a burst of several, you would see movement that burst into a very relatively quick action uh, from around the hay bales and storage and popping up from actually inside the stalls. Ready, please give me an initiative roll. Down. 12 plus zero. So I'm 16. What'd you get, Odin? I'm last. <laughs> what, what'd you roll? A one. <laughs> oh, uh, so 16, Adrock. Uh, you were 12, Chip? Correct. Chip, one, Odin. And then I'll add the DM. And let's see what the skellies go on. So is this all barn or is this... Um, the structure that you see, the uh, what, the, see the cement wall that's around it. There's a small wall there, so you'll be fighting inside of a large open barn with Chip leading the way. <laughs> go, Chip, go! I'll make you guys proud. <laughs> so, Budden, what's your de- what's your dex? My dex is thirteen. What's your bonus on it? Plus something. Plus one. Wow, they get to go before you because they rolled a one. They're dexier than me? Yeah. (laughs) Holy crud. Well, they're not going to like it when I do get to go. (laughs) If those are what they look like on the screen there. (laughs) Sorry about that. Technical difficulties prevented everything else. Got you guys set up. It ain't barn like some minutes. Which ship you're leading the way? What was your uh, eight? What was the um, DM? uh, They go... They will go on a two right before Bowden. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Initiative. So with that being said, as that light shines into the area, you see 
from various from different parts of the barn and the distillery, you hear almost like wood on wood smacking together as things stand up and you see these within the light in one area, you see a skeleton step forward outside from outside the edge of the uh into the light, turn and look at you. So with that being said, Adoc, your your light has activated and you see a skeleton as you look around, you see three other ones move into your vis your visible area as they step forth. What would you like to do? Yes, I'm going to, I will also, <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be funny. Um, is there, uh, is there hay around them? Yes. Okay. And so they're standing on hay, I assume. Yeah, all of them have broken out some type of, it's almost as if they were hiding in the various hay structures. How many are okay. there? There's four. And, and, and as you told us before, everyone else has kind of left the building, right? We didn't see anything else in the building. No, there's no animals in the building, no nothing in this building other than there's, you see some casks, whiskey cask in the back. You see, you know, this is a barn slash distillery area that you guys are looking at. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about lighting the whole place on fire with a firebolt, but I'm now rethinking it because I was like, don't want to hurt the whiskey, but... Um, <laughs> Protect the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, no, it's my initial is going to do a fireball and everything and just like burn the place up into like deuces. Um, but I guess I won't do that because I want to. I don't want to blow up the whiskey. So I will attack uh, the closest one that I see uh, that is not. Yeah, I'll attack the uh, the one farthest left uh, with the uh, with my hand crossbow. That's not gonna. That's not gonna hit anything. Um, Let's see. Does a does a an eight hit? No. You see the eight. You see the bolt fire, and you see it pass right through the rib cage, and you hear that distinctive twang as your bolt, or the distinctive thunk as the uh, bolt sticks into a one of the the frames of the uh, barn. Okay. And since I cast the attack action, I still cannot use a cantrip, can I? No. You did the attack action, not spells. Okay. All right. Uh, and then that is my. That is my turn. Chip, you see the you you hear the twang of the Adarks crossbow let loose, and Ooh, what would I you like pass? to do? Can what I is do? the Skeletor's <laughs> response or affect? They, Does it have, can a skeleton can a skull have an affect? Yeah, they can have effect if they want to do something. I mean, are you talking about their visors and everything else, or how do they respond to the uh, bolt that just got shot through them and did yes. no damage? Doesn't seem to phase them in any way, shape, or form. They just seem to be starting their cycle of movement and to move up and engage you. They, they seem to be much slower to react, respond and react than you guys. Are we assuming they are foe? Is there, is there a way to discern they before, have I, before I go and short sword swing in? They have an attack. Uh, you can attempt to, yeah. It's an offensive nature. Destroy them all! <laughs> Bodhi, Bodhi, what if... <laughs> Nope, no what if. Destroy no. them all. Okay, all right. These are Sesame Street skeletons. Very bad. <laughs> Did I, I want to no prime here. <laughs> I want to prime it then for Bodie to get in a good... Let me see if I can go in with my short sword. Only got a five-foot reach. Okay, so you got a movement of 25 or 30, right? You want to move to the nearest one? Yes. Okay. All right, short sword. 18 plus three. Keep Adrock around to get stuff off of high shelves for us. Yeah. So you step, you go running up to the closest one to you, which is inside the, one of the, the nearest stalls. And what'd you roll? Uh, Twenty-one total. Correct. You break, you break out your short sword and slide, slide in, 
actually you see bone chips fly. You see a couple rib bones flake away, or break away from the uh, creature. Odin, I did it. All right. Good job. Need you to roll damage. Three plus one, four. Four points of damage. Nicely done. You guys see Chip dart in, quickly pull the short sword out, and smash into the skeletal creature. Now the fun starts. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's DM2. They all move forward. So, as I put you in a bad position, but they're still going to make you one. I was about to say. <laughs> and those two can move up and engage. So, Chip, unfortunately, you charging in allows two of the skeletons to tag team you and flank you, giving them advantage to strike you, while the other two move up to cut off your reinforcements from your companions. Is that an actual door there that we're on the other side of? Uh, yeah, but the door, you guys are standing in front of a door that's wide enough for the three of you abreast. It is okay. a barn door type thing. Okay. Sorry. So there, there, there's no choke point there. They're just skeletons in the way. Just, yeah. I mean, you can bypass the skeletons. Okay. You need to. Sorry, my, uh, my Lego building skills have not got there yet. So the first one swings at you. Does a 13 hit you there, Trip? What's your armor class? 12. 12. So it does hit you. Ah. Oh. Oh. Where does it three, hit me? It, three points of damage as the, the rusted sword that is carrying slices you in the midsection. <gasps> the second one that's come up behind you, ooh, that'll definitely hit you. That's a uh, 23. <laughs> <gasps> Not a crit. It catches you for five points of damage as, the, as you feel the sword bite from your, one of your butt cheeks up into your lower back. <sighs> Bowden, you have one on you. And Adrock, you have one on you. Uh, Bowden, you're like, really? You're trying, to push, you're trying to push that broken, rusty sword through my chainmail as it tangles up and bounces off? Adrock, what's your armor class? Uh, let me check. It is 14. This one also smashes into your armor but does no damage against you. Bowden, you see Chip out there in the front, du double teamed by two of the, two of the uh, skeletons. Uh, both have successfully laid in. Are there any exits at the back? Yes, there is an exit in the back. Plus the the it looks like some of the animals might have decided to move through there, punch things out. Some of the smaller animals. You think maybe some pigs were in here or something that helped push stuff out. I, I just wondered. I just wondered if they have an escape route when I do this. By the power of Bahamut, get out of here! <laughs> Tell me how Turn Undead works. All right. Channel divinity, turn undead. As an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer censuring the undead. Get out. Each undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw. I think all right. they're all in 30 feet. Yes, they are. Negative one to the saving throws. If the creature failing its saving throw, it is turned for one minute or until it takes any damage. So don't whack them on their way out <laughs> if you can avoid it. <laughs> you see all four of them turn and on their turn, they have to move away from you. Yeah, and they have to spend their turn trying to get as far away from us as you can, and it can't willingly move into a space within 30 feet of me. It also can't take reactions. It can also, uh, and for its action, it can only use the dash action to try and escape from an effect that prevents it from moving. Okay. There's nowhere to move. The creature can use the dodge action. All right, so skeletons, they don't really have facial expressions, but you see, the, you see them pause <laughs> in the light of Bahamut's. And uh, you see that Bowden has a bright, shimmering, almost silvery platinum light that uh, radiates out from his uh, held hand with a symbol yeah. of, of the dragon god. 
Chip, the two that you're on, you see them turn and look away from you. And it's almost as if all the, all the skeletons have become a little bit smaller and less threatening overall. Round two, top of the order. Okay. Come here. Um, <laughs> I would like to hold my action until the uh, seeing looks on their face, until the skeletons have taken their action. So I'm, I, my reaction for this is uh, seeing you know, what their next movement is, and then I will okay. hold my action until then. All right. Well, what action are you holding? You I'm holding to... a I'm holding a catapult action, it's casting a spell called catapult. Okay, so you're holding a spell. Yes. Just remember, if you don't cast a spell by the end of the turn, that spell it's lost. Yes, it's lost. So, with that being said, Chip, what would you like to do? The threat. The, the skeletons don't seem as threatening now to okay. you in the in the in the light in the silvery platinum light that's now shining from Bowden. Thank goodness, you? being borderline eviscerated. All right. How how almost dead are you, by the way? How many how oh. many hit points do you have? Yeah, where is what does how is it health or hit points? Hit points. Uh, it, it, it probably could. All right, I'm no, at ten out of fifteen. Okay. Uh, what is temp age? Temp. Certain spells will allow you to buff yourself over uh, above your normal hit points, but they're the first things to go whenever you get hit. Oh, this is so cool. Thank yeah, you. So as you get higher levels, there'll be magic items and spells that Bowden can cast, as well as other things that cast that will actually, like Heroes Feast is one of them that can give you, you know, upwards of twenty more extra hit points on top of it for the day. Okay. Like that. So. So there I am, ten out of fifteen, wounded but not dead. Okay. Bowden's holding them engaged, right? Because uh, they're. Wanted, I just wanted to make sure I didn't have to throw something to keep you up. So. Oh. Quick question. Everybody got the text that said uh, for the first three levels, you guys are maximizing your level hit points, correct? I did. Okay. Do you know how to do that, Christina? Negative. Your, so your, your first hit points are whatever your class is plus your constitution modifier. And you're a monk? Correct. So in 5e, it's d8. So it'd be 8 plus your constitution modifier. What is your constitution modifier? Uh, plus 1. So you would have nine first first level and then nine for second level. So uh, you should be at 18. You should be at yeah. yeah, your hit points are at 18. So you get a couple more hit points than what you have on the screen right now. And to fix that, you can go to, because uh, I had to fix mine, fix that you, uh, if you click on either number, it'll go to, it'll open up hit point management on the right side. And on the lower right-hand corner, there's an override max HP and just set it to 18. Uh, your max, not your current. Oh, uh, so there's a ma max HP modifier and an override max HP. Yeah, so m override max HP is now 20, or 18 for 18. you, sorry. Yeah. 18. All right. And then when you took the five off, so five, so you should be at 13. So your that current correct. should be 13. Cool. Current 13, max okay, 18. Thanks. Okay, yep. thank you. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Okay. So all, You're a little less squishy than you were. I'm less squishy. Thank goodness. See, I was see so all the squishy. fun that Justin, miss, Justin is missing? <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so Chip is freaking out. Chip is trying to remain cool, calm, and collected, but not doing so hot. Chip, is there a leader figure out of these four? Looking at the skeletons, skeletons? given given the way the skeletons are looking, that doesn't one doesn't seem to be bigger or more in control than any of the other ones. Can I do an unarmed strike? Yes, you can. Wait, whip out my martial arts moves. Yeah. All right. I got a five. I'm good. Five foot reach. Yeah, you're in base to base with two of them, so you can pick the one you already wounded, or you can pick a different one. I'm gonna go with the one I wounded. 
Okay. 18 plus 2, 20. Oh, you definitely smash in. Yeah. You close your fist and punch them. And that your fists do bludgeoning damage, correct? Correct. So they are vulnerable to bludgeoning damage. Good. Which means yeah. you get to double your damage against them. In that case, I rolled a four. So that four goes to eight points of damage. <laughs> as you, yeah. you, you punch it, you see the jaw sort of unhinge and sort of drop down in a, in a weird shape and the head sort of cocks over at a, a much odder angle than before. But what does happen after you punch this one, that diminished looking, you know, that less frightening one moves away. It's like you shake it off and the jaw sort of <laughs> hanging all... Yeah, it's got one of the jawbones still connected by the other ones just sort of drop down beneath it and everything else still looking at you. And that diminished light of that undead ore in the eyes comes back with you, I will bring you know, it's almost like as it, you could hear it in your mind saying, You will join your your bones will join ours. <laughs> and then I'm like, Bowden. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so other Let that, run away. <laughs> yeah. Other than that one. The remaining three, ah! <laughs> uh, thirty feet. Dash? Well, they got to go thirty feet away from you, right? Uh, no, they well, they cannot approach me. They cannot approach to within thirty feet of me, and the only action they can take is a dash, dash to get away. Okay, that's what they did. They've moved away. Dash, uh, chip, dash chip. away. Yeah, <laughs> you have. You get to also do a reaction as one of them moves out of your melee range, so you get a free strike as it. Cowardly runs away from the face. <laughs> Three plus two. Aww. Three plus two for to to strike. Yep. Keep shot, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, oh. you you swing. You bring that elbow back, but he's already gone. Oh, good. <laughs> Those three skeletons managed to run out the back through a hole, taking the death action there, Bowden. All right. Uh, hey, nope, 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 nope. That's my that's my cue. Like them yeah. running, my cue. Um, I'm gonna move into the room near the cart. Okay. Or not near the cart, but uh, so position myself so that I can. Uh, yep, right there is good. Well, one more over. One more over. Nope, up. The other way. Up, right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. Goodbye. <laughs> um, and you you. The bale of hay, or the the hay that he uh, that he uh, kicked out, you'd say it was between one and five pounds. Yeah, easily. Right. So I'm going to cast catapult on that uh, hay, and I'm going to have its direct line be intersecting the uh, skeleton, and the skeleton needs to make a DC 13 uh, Dex saving throw. <laughs> uh, roll 16 natural. Ah, oh, come on! It's bullshit. It's a skeleton. It can barely move. It's not dexterous. <laughs> More dexterous than Bowden. Let me see what that spell does. Uh, catapult. When five pounds, uh, if the object would strike, stack saving through failed save, strike something. Uh, so it would, I guess it would strike the wall, and the object and what it strikes takes 3d8 bludgeoning damage. Oh, good lord. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to do it. I was just like, I'm going to kill him. Right? So kill him. You, you, pick up, you pick up a was well, uh, the spell, but yeah, I uh, I, I your sprinkle, spell picks up a. Uh, oh, go ahead. I sprinkle uh, a little bit of salve on uh on the on the hay, and I uh, I tap it, and that it just goes flying through the air, uh, and misses the uh, stupid dexterous skeleton, uh, and strikes the wall, and and it just explodes. So with your exploding flake of hay, it 
knocks a couple boards loose as it helps the skeletons flee through the back side of the barn and distillery away from you. Stupid, stupid, dexterous skeletons. Wow, that could ex- that could explode skeletons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the point. All right, yeah. that was my turn. What if they turn to projectiles? Ooh, oh, I could have. No, they're not. I, I think they're they're heavier than five pounds, but that would have been cool. Bowden, you see Adrock charge in, and all of a sudden you see a big, uh, basically what's called a flake of hay, pulls off one of the hay bales, goes smashing into the back of the uh, barn, and you see the skeletons continue to scurry out through the hole that he makes in the barn. That was cool. <laughs> I'm gonna rush in next to Chip. You you charge in and you you charge in next to her. And realize that you know it's in a stall, so it's a little bit of a tight quarters for the for y'all to be in there engaged. Yeah, I, I don't think I could actually maneuver that distance and get a, to get like the two, three, four. Side of them. I well, only have a five move, so one, two, three, four. No, you can actually you could get next to him, uh, but you can't get around to flank him. Yeah, so this okay. is just as good. Uh, you you mind if I take him out? <laughs> By all means, Bodhi. About, about time. <laughs> you mind if I completely miss? <laughs> Button's like, Button comes up to you and you hear him go, duck! And, <sighs> and you see the skeleton duck. The skeleton ducks. <laughs> I'm not supposed to do that. I tell you, these are really smart skeletons. These skeletons? Yeah. I'm plus six to hit. That's not supposed to happen either. <laughs> all right. Oh, what'd Andrew, you do to me? What'd you do to me, me hammer? <laughs> All right. Supposed to be magic. Well, look at it now. <laughs> so three of them have bravely ran away. <laughs> and then we oh. all get TPK'd by this one skeleton. Yeah, I want this one skeleton to go down. I, just, I can not have him. <laughs> mm. All right. Top of the order, which yep. would be ship. No, I held mine. It, Your held I... action moves you down to where you oh, are. Okay. So, all right. You are now after the skeleton. You are after the skeletons. All right. Uh, how do you do a bonus action? Uh, if you have an ability that says you use the, if that it is a bonus action, that's your bonus action. Flurry of blows. So that so flurry of blows is basically you doing multiple punches against it. So you get to the regular, you get your regular action, and then you can also follow up with a flurry of blows too to do damage as well. And then it says you can spend so fury, fury, flurry of blows. Um, you can spend one chi point to get yeah, so two you, unarmed strikes as a bonus action. Correct. So uh, monks have a uh, has have chi. Um, I don't know how much chi you have. You probably have like five or six points right now. Mm-hmm. So you burn one chi point, and now you can basically do your regular ta- uh, your regular attack action plus do a second one where you're punching it two more times. So you can te- technically punch the guy three times in one round by spinning a chip point. Because Chip is over being freaked out. Chip is pissed. <laughs> chip wants to go ape on this one last skeleton. All right. Chip's going to do a flurry of blows and right. rolls. Go ahead. So you basically... 15 plus 2. 17. That, the first one strikes. You hear the cracking of bones. Go ahead. Roll damage. And double it. <gasps> 2. Plus four. So a total of four points of damage. You catch it in the pelvic bone. You sort of see the hip hip bone break a little bit, but it still remains there. You see it's uh, sword ready to still ready to finish the job. It started uh, next. Don't you have three attacks now total? 
So you get your regular attack, which you punched once, and then you do flurry of blows, which gives you two additional attacks. And it can it be back to back flurry of bows, blows? Yeah. So fl flurry of blows. Uh, the flurry of bow blows allows you to basically hit a total of three times. Okay. Since monks generally aren't armed, this is compensating for the lack of damage the weapon does. So the next one I rolled is a six plus two, eight. Eight. You see, you smash into uh, part of its You smash into what's left of its armor, doing no damage. And the third and final one. Uh huh. Twenty plus two, twenty-two. <laughs> you critted with a twenty, huh? Uh. Did you roll a natural twenty? Uh huh. So the damage is times three. Oh, and then my damage I rolled is a three plus one. Three plus one is 12. four. Times times three is twelve. I can do math. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this monk will feel bad later about the pure glee. So having right now. <laughs> how do you uh, how do you want to describe dismantling the skeleton in front of you? Oh. <laughs> I want to grab it by the upper jaw, disconnect its skull, lame, dexterous face from its Thank spinal you. cord, and then grab it and then throw it to Adrock. Uh, you're an asshole and you're dead now. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you, Chip. Chip, you, you kick out the knees, knock it down to your height, and you pull the skull off and toss it over to Adrock are happily that you've successfully beaten this creature. It's almost taken your life. All right. With that being said, it is now Adrock. Uh, no, it is... Uh, Adrock, it is your turn. The skeletons are... There are no threats around. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... I guess I'll use my dash action to rush out that hole they created to see if they're still in uh, viewing range. Yeah, you rush out. They're still within viewing range. I'm just going to reset the board a little bit for you then. Yeah. You're going to run for another minute or so. I'm just going to keep running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just put them over here so you can see them running away. And the, the one I just uh, ripped up, is, did the rest of him, or, or who knows, I don't know the gender of these skeletons, did it crumble? Mm. Did it just like... They. It's they? a pile of bones. <laughs> it's just a pile, a pile of, of bones? Okay. Yeah. It's not doing yeah. anything weird right now? Nope, the bones all sort of fell apart. The... The broken, rusty shield, that, or shield sword that it was carrying sort of clanks to your feet. Before I, uh, before I commit to a dash, if I had moved 30 feet, would I see them? Oh, yeah, easily. And so I move 30 feet. I see them. How far away from me are they? Uh, when they got out, because their movement would have been, so they're 45 feet from you. Excellent. Uh, I assume, uh, this being outdoors, there is a one to five pound stone just hanging out. Oh, yeah. So you, you guys are moving through the back edge of, you know, this is an area where as they're digging up the garden, any as they're doing plows or making stuff, changing the dirt and everything else, this is where the, all the extra stones go for that they dig out of the dirt. Right. So they can use I'm, them for future walls, things like that. I'm going to get a little bit of my sav out, and I'm going to attach it to the back of uh, one of those five-pound stones, and I'm going to tap it on the rear end of the stone gently. Uh, and it's going to go flying uh, as it casts catapult towards those three, those three skeletons running away. I assume they're probably running away in a line by now. But yeah. Let's hope. Uh, their DC save is 13 for dex. So catapult can target one creature, correct? The catapult goes in a line. So what I'm hoping is that I'm, I'm choosing whatever line oh, gets me straight. most of them in the way. Okay, gotcha. The object flies in a straight line up to 90 feet. Do, 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 so do. I'm hoping when they turn, they're like, oh, now we're in a straight line. Because you know, 
That way I get three chances. <laughs> so you find a rock that's, you know, okay. You pick up a rock that's, you know, 90 degrees off from they are and pick it up and just drag your hand across. It's going to go in a straight line that way across. So let's see how well they do. Oh, uh, well, one of, them, one, one of them, the last one is moving just a little bit quicker than his buddies and does not get hit. They get a natural oh. 20 to save. The other two oh. get hit, though. Oh, um, well, once it hits a creature, I believe it stops. So okay. I, I think I can only get one of them, but let me double check that. Uh, let's see. It, on a failed save, the object strikes the target and stops moving. When the object strikes something, the object and what it strikes both take 3d8 bludgeoning damage. Okay. This is bludgeoning damage. Um, and double it. Six is 14, and one is 15, so 30 points of bludgeoning damage. That you had stone you picked up as you swing it into the skeleton, you see the skeleton explode into pieces as the other two keep moving. Yeah. You're not so dexterous, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That is my um, that's my turn. Okay. Bowden, what would you like uh, to do? Well it looks it looks like uh You see the last uh, skeleton fall to you see the last skeleton you know on the site fall to chip. Yep. So it looks like Adrock's trying trying to deal do something else. I'm gonna Catch up with him, see what he's okay. dealing with. All right. Uh, let's see. So, what is the range on? Hold on. Run out the back door. Get right, ah. right next to Adrock. Here we go. Sacred flame. <laughs> Sacred flame. There are two left. Yeah. They need to do a, uh, let's see, is it a dex attack? Let's see. Hold on. I think you roll to attack. Let's see. Nope. They do a deck save versus 13, which they'll probably do. <laughs> or one of them. Uh, you got a 14. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stupid dexterous skeletons. All right. That's me. No. That's a say. Okay. Yeah. It's a cantrip. So if it fails, it's uh, it makes it save no damage. Yep. And I didn't hurt it. So he's going to yeah. keep running. Yep. So the one that Adrock hurt. Decided it's not going to do anything other than to be another pile of bones in the dirt. I mean, no, he deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> so as you get as you run out the back door, focused on chasing down these remaining skeletons and taking vengeance out for the family that you're pretty sure they've killed, Bowden, you feel a wave roll over you. You feel almost like darkness coming in to sort of envelop you and take your will to fight. From you please roll me a wisdom save Ooh, i can do that i'm gonna go get my own dice <laughs> yeah i don't i don't trust the online dice i i don't trust dice i can't throw away i have never thrown so many ones in my entire life someone out there today playing DD on DD beyond is now throwing 20s with your ones yeah the really high this game <laughs> oh there it is i have christina's the one <laughs> yeah. I, I i just use the physical ones uh, that would be a six. But All right. At least you saved. <laughs> much like, much like that recent encounter with the young basilisk, do you feel just that overwhelming fear that just freezes you in place? Well, at least not. I'm, at least I'm not running for my life again. <laughs> yeah. And and what was this like? Would we have witnessed any of this? Do we see anything? I run up next to you and then go zap and miss the guy. Then suddenly I go oh. And so you. you and you freeze in place with fear. So you 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 cast sacred flame. You missed him, and now you're you're scared. Yep. Yep. I'm just standing next to you, going. Ah, ah. 
that's a property of no apparent reason. <laughs> so, with that being said, round four begins, and the order is Chip, Adrock. No, DM one then Adrock. DM one skeletons, Adrock, Bowden, and DM two. Bum bum bum. Player two has entered the game. Player two has entered the game. I'll also fix your uh, name, Bowden. I did not realize there was a W in it. It's not Bod. It's Bodwin. Is it Bodwin or Bodin? Bodin. Bodin. Okay. Chip, you watch Bodin and Adrock dash through the back of the uh, barn slash distillery, and you can you can hear the roar of fire reach out as uh, they seem to con- want to continue destroying the skeletons that have been found in this farm. Oh, so uh, Bowden has regained his senses? No. Um, you actually see Bo- Bowden just sort of standing there, locked in, just not moving. Yeah, and Chip is very sensitive to that. Can Chip assess Bowden? Something has, uh, from where you're at, and you can see something has caused him to just freeze. It's almost as he's seen something so terrifying or some type of evil spell has come over him. And is there something physical that his gaze is staring upon ahead of him? No, it's he's still looking at the skeletons that are running away, but there's nothing that he's uh, that you can see within your line of sight that does it. Is this is this a frightened effect? It is, but the frightened a frightened effect becomes paralyzed. Oh, okay. So we, I mean, I can I can apply either one of those conditions. You're paralyzed right now. Paralyzed. So. Got it. Yeah. All right. You're paralyzed until the end of DM until the end of DM 2s next turn. Got it. Okay. I just applied the effect. That's all. Okay. And how's how's Adrock doing? Adrock seems to be quite okay getting ready to lay continue laying the smackdown on some skeletons. I want to speed up the final smackdown of these skeletons and then help Bowden. All right. Give me a perception roll as you go running out the back. We completely missed that giant necromancer standing right behind the door. <laughs> <laughs> Clues were there. <laughs> the clues were all there. So perception is still always, is it a D20? And it has nothing to do with passive wisdom, right? Correct. It's your, it, perception is a D20 plus your wisdom modifier. I rolled a 19 Very and my good. wisdom is a plus two. So 21 total. As you run out the back, you notice a, you notice a humanoid creature in rags, sort of, it's dressed in sort of the old clothes type stuff. It's got the gloves on. It's a, you know, you're definitely the old farmer's clothes items and as you look over and you as you see the humanoid as you look over you realize the face is covered with a gunny sack and it's got dark spots on it and like a button nose on it uh and it's got one gloved hand reaching out pointing towards a uh, bowden and you can see straw sticking out of different parts of its clothing did a scarecrow come to life yeah it definitely looks like it could be a scarecrow oh hell no <laughs> i guess it's been the scare and scarecrow <sighs> Oh like boy, so I want to, oh gosh. scroll. It's a terrify crow. Kill it with fire. Yeah, oh gosh. Uh, I have a tinderbox. Can I? It'll, it will, yeah, you could pull it out and try to ignite it. Just be difficult in combat. <laughs> yeah, how far away is it? Uh, you could reach out. It can, you guys can reach out and shake hands if you like to. Yeah, Chip would be like <laughs> trying to cause a flame. It would take 10 years. <laughs> Set the <hay> on fire. <laughs> on fire yeah. um, all right so tinderbox all right so can, I, can i like this so is the assumption then can i assume that this scarecrow is uh, being controlled by something evil and it is it is what is affecting Bowden? 
It's a yeah, it's a good deception. I mean, he's got his hand outstretched to Bowden. He's staring at him. Something's he's cast some type of magical energy at him. Oh, let's. What did what did the Wizard of Oz scarecrow want? He wanted a heart. No, he wanted a brain. <laughs> this, yeah. one wants fire. this one wants <laughs> this, fire. This this one wants yeah. to be lit up. <laughs> this one wants to burn. Um, okay, so if I want to do take equipment and for an action. So you're going to be interacting. You're going to be interacting with action. So what you're going to try to do is ignite. You have basically a, an adventurous kit that has like a torch and everything else. Yes. You know you're not going to be able to basically set the scarecrow on fire with your tinder box, but you quickly go grab your tinder kit out of your pouch and everything else and grab a grab something that would basically start a flame really quick. You know, one of your torches that you know something that you're carrying with you. You can use that to start a flame. Okay. Uh, given the fact that you're under pressure and everything else, you're like, oh crap. Uh, give me a dexterity check to see, uh, dexterity, or you can do slide a hand, slide a hand to be quick and proficient enough to actually get a flame going. Oh, dexterity rolled a one. Dexterity is a plus two. Oh, you did it. So as you, unfortunately, as you're the, the shock of seeing a living mobile scarecrow has set you off a little bit to where you're like sort of fumbling with your items and everything else trying to get it. I mean, you got the stuff out and ready. It's just like, okay, I got to, you know, your, your, your fine motor skills are not the greatest right now. Do I, uh, so I guess the, the question becomes, do I continue to, did I see this guy? Or did I just roll miss a perception. Okay. Scarecrows until they move are. Yeah, I did not. Uh, I did not perceive him at all. Actually. You, I knew your, was focus, there. your focus is on, no, unfortunately scarecrows until they become animated are indistinguishable from inanimate objects. Yeah, I, I roll a six. So, I yeah, so your your focus goes completely on the two two running away skeletons. Well, I'm gonna uh, cast fire on them. Uh, fire bolt has a range of 120 feet. It's one d10, and it it will uh, it will hopefully do something. Um, let's see, spell attack. Does a, t- does a ten hit? You see the uh, fire bolt go out. Just go a little bit t- taller than what you. You're like these things should be taller as you. Your flames reach out over the top of them. Yeah, less, less dexterous and, and taller would be helpful. Yeah. Um, so that was a cantrip. Uh, so I will, I guess, uh, that will be it. Oh, I, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep moving my thirty feet towards yeah. them. So I'm, so I'm running after them. So you're now thirty feet away from Bowden, and you guys are keeping this chase going on. You can tell me anytime you want to stop. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, DM two's running away. DM2, I thought DM2 was a scarecrow. Well, DM1s are running away. Ah. Adrock, you're going. Bowden, you are paralyzed. Unfortunately, till the end of its turn. Chip, you see the, the hooded, the burlap hooded feature and the dark eyes sort of shift. They don't turn like a normal, like a humanoid's eyes, but you see the shadows of where the eyes would be sort of shift over its head slightly, look at you, then the whole body turns, and you see the claw comes out and tries to rake you with it. And you see the gloved hand goes, and you see needle-like edges come out. You know, nice thick straw pieces come out to be it. Needles. It tries to attack you. Okay. Lord, it doesn't like you, Chip. Um, it got a total of a dirty twenty to hit you. So twenty. So it definitely hits you. <laughs> and the damage. <laughs> TPK. Total of three points. Ooh. Oh. Okay. So. All right. Ten out of eighteen. Oh. Adrock, you hear you hear Chip scream. Yeah, I'm like, screw it. The skeletons are running away. 
The scarecrow is not running away. <laughs> you hear you hear Chip yell out in pain behind you. Ah! Um, Chip, it is your go. Oh, okay. Uh, fear, panic, not today. Uh, let me at least let me just react. Let me get in an unarmed strike. Okay. All right. Fifteen plus two, seventeen. Oh, seventeen will definitely. <laughs> Just like practice was, you know, in the training of your schools for, you know, your unarmed, you know, all your unarmed attacks and everything else, you feel just like you're hitting those uh, dummy bags again as you lay in body blow after body blow, roll damage. One. One point of damage it is. Do you have a plus modifier with your unarmed strikes? Is it like one plus two? What's your strength? Strength modifier? Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, strength modifier would do it. That's actually a minus So All you right. punching, yeah, punch, you punching something right there would be zero damage. <laughs> well, so uh, clarify to me. So strength, there's a minus one and below it, and the oval is an eight. So your strength is an eight. Mm-hmm. So that means you have a minus one to your modifier. We may want to, I mean. Here, we'll I'll probably... share my screen real quick. You want to look at this uh, share. So if you look uh, under your attack, if you go to whatever underarm is, your hit and then your hit is what you roll for the 20, but then the damage is how much damage you do with that hit. Mm-hmm. Then, and that'll all, that'll be pre-calculated for you. And each of those are buttons. So when you click on them, it does the roll for you. And adds so, yeah, that's, for you. Okay. Those are the two I've been using. Right. So when you guys yeah. ask me about strength, which is up here, top left. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing that like, when you did that perception roll a little bit ago, Mm-hmm. Notice in the column that has uh, skills towards the middle there, mm-hmm. there's the button for perception. If you yep. click on that one, it rolls it and then adds all your bonuses and everything for you too. Okay. Yeah, the bonuses show up in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. So what does your damage say for unarmed strike? I threw a one. Okay. Oh, but, but it, so it, it, it doesn't roll for you. It just says it's a one? Uh. When you say, so I clicked on the damage, and it says 1d4, and it looks like a picture of a fist punching. Yeah, okay. So you get you get d4 damage, and you yeah. just end up rolling one. Okay. okay. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't a set number like mine, and it was like a d6 yeah. plus. Or... Monks, actually, yeah, that's right. Monks have a d4. They can, I think they get up to a d6 eventually. But as you punch and everything else, you're like, just like, just like the old training bags, punching a bag of straw. Oh, gosh. Is it too late to grapple this damn scarecrow? For this round, yes. Oh. How many times can she do Gloria Flows? <laughs> as many as many times as she has key points. Ooh. Okay, cool. So if you'd like to burn another key point, you can actually do another flurry of blows and gain two more unarmed strikes. Uh yeah. I'm gonna flur- flurry of blows. Can we just say that ten times fast? Flurry All right. Blows. <laughs> flurry of blows. All right, so uh one plus two. For three for flurry of blows. <laughs> uh, to, to strike. Yeah, you you kind of missed on that one. All right, cause so I get three, right? Yeah, you get one more. Oh, so you've God. done your one attack. You've done your first flurry of blows. Now you get your second flurry of blows. Here I go. Fifteen plus two. You hit. So you smash into it again this time. So now I can do blood. So now I can do the damages for that. Yes, yeah, so you can do the damage for that. One. <laughs> You're chipping away at him, chip. <laughs> All right. You're like you. You remember these. You remember these things being tough, and yeah, yeah. Eventually, you'll get up to your unarmed strikes. Will do up to a D10 damage. Eventually, over time. Voice. 
But you're just like the practice dummy. You're smashing into it and not really doing much at all. Oh, it's soft. <laughs> it's not, yep. It's, uh, all right. Uh, DM1 bravely runs away. <laughs> Adrock. You hear Chip? Uh, I turn around. Yeah, I heard Chip scream. I, I turn around and I, I guess I turn around just in time to see Chip hit a, a scarecrow. Um, so I'm going to. I'm 60 some odd feet away now, I think. You are, we'll call it 60 feet away. Uh, and so I'm going to, well, I've got 120 feet. So the cool thing is I could just like fire my firebolt uh, right now, which is what I'll do at the, uh, at the scarecrow, assuming that she's punching it for a reason, or Chip is punching yeah. it for a reason, then I could punch it for a reason. Yes. Um, ooh, nice. Uh, does the 17 hit? 17 does hit. And that is uh, six points of fire damage. Double it. 12 points of fire damage. And yeah. yeah. You, see the, you see a gout of flame barrel over your shoulder and you see the scarecrow get engulfed for a moment as you see the, the straw sort of shrimp, shrivel and burn and close sort of darken. And I'm going to run 90 feet towards the... Uh, uh, towards the uh, skeletons that were running from, or 30 feet towards the skeletons that were running from us. Okay, you, you're maintaining the distance. Be the skeletons are actually gaining distance on you because they're double dashing, so they're 60 feet every time they're going away. Uh -huh. And they're fast. Yeah. So they're moving it, so they are now 90 feet from you. Okay. So yeah, I, I close that by 30 feet by running. No, when, when you close your 30 feet, that makes them 90 feet from you. Okay. Because they're, if you're only moving 30 feet, they're gaining 60 feet each time. Okay. So they're, they're slowly extending their range. So that puts you 90 feet from the scarecrow and ship and 90 feet from the skeletons. Uh, that works. <laughs> Bowden, you feel the fear break up. You, you feel the fear go away from you. You can act normal. Oh, well, as normal as I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you definitely look over and you see a uh, skeleton sort of smoking after, after being a little bit barbecued. You see Chip lining up, practicing her punching stances and everything, and uh, you see the towering creature sort of hovering over Chip, getting ready to rake more claws into her. Oh, no, you don't. Yeah! Uh, guiding Bolt. Uh, I have to roll a uh, spell attack. Yep. Here it comes. Natural 20. Nice. Uh, so a 25. What's the damage type? Uh, damage type is radiant. Okay, we'll just double it from the natural 20 then. Okay. Uh, let's see. So it's, oh, it's, it already did it for me. Nice. Yeah. Lots of dice. <laughs> <laughs> like swarm. It, uh, okay, that was weird. It did the automatic roll, but it stacked one die on top of the other one and it didn't finish the roll. So that was very weird. Um, there's a glitch. Yeah. Um, the cat, the cat walked across the carpet twice. Yeah, I'm going to have to do it by hand. Hold on. Uh, Why he calculates damage. Chip, you see the scarecrow look down at you, rear its arm back with a, with a claw once again to strike you. Eight. Do you have a target on your back or something, Chip? She's a tank. She always has it. They always have targets on their back. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I had it minimized. 34 points of damage. Nicely done. <laughs> and... Whoever goes until up until my next turn, whoever goes to take a shot at it has advantage to, to attack as well. 
So, Chip, you're standing there. You see the menacing-looking scarecrow looking down at you. You see the claws come out in both hands as, the, as it gets ready to rake you. And all of a sudden, you see a radiant beam of light. And then it's just a shower of hay oh. and old clothes <laughs> as, the, as the scarecrow is no more. And all I see is Bowden. Reaches his hand out toward, you know. He's Spitting hay out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> impeccable timing. <laughs> Chip, you got like the hair, the hay laying down the the hair and everything else. That was hotter than I thought it would be. <laughs> oh, nicely done, uh, Chip. You do hear the clank of coins on as something as a, as something hits the ground and coins and metal fall to the ground. That where the scarecrow was. Where the scarecrow was. That loot. Adrock, do you wish to continue continue chasing the skeletons? I'm gonna get another shot off. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him with a I'm gonna I'm gonna run towards him thirty feet. I'm gonna hit him with a uh, a firebolt. Okay. My range is one twenty feet. Okay. One hundred and twenty feet on that. You got you two can hear Adrock. I'm not letting you go, and he's running down the skeletons <laughs> as they just reach the edge of the edge of the woods. You get. Uh, does a twelve hit? Yeah, Adrock. No, it does not. Oh. All right. Uh, hopefully, I don't set anything on fire, but I just yeah. missed him with a firebolt. So yeah, you see the you see the leaves on the trees sort of shrivel up, turn brown, sort of fall off, but nothing turns into a, a mat. No, nothing catches fire as they as they disappear in the woods. Uh, would you like to continue the chase, or would you like to give up as they as the skeletons disappear into the wood line? I will. Uh, I will run back to my uh, okay. Okay. my partners. So we're out of combat. Bowden, you can see that Chip is, uh, he's got a couple different wounds on, on him from uh, being up close and personal with the skeletons and this uh, living scarecrow. But other than that, it seems to be, Chip doesn't seem to be doing a, too, too well. How you feeling, Chip? Oh, Bowden, I've had better <laughs> days. Sir. Hold on. Uh... What is this place? What happened here? You just got nine points back. That's kind of you. Ah. That's what I do. <laughs> Let's heal. Nine points. Nice, huh? It's like 50%. <laughs> so brand new. Thank you, Bowden. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, no. Uh, how, where, how's Adrock? Is he, has he gotten those skeletons yet? Adrock, uh, they, 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 uh, they, they, they got away. Uh, ah. Cut to Adrock trying to put on sneakers. Tying the sneakers. I'm going to cut you guys. I've got right. so many questions. What is going on here? Yes, what is going on here? What have our brave seekers of whiskey discovered? Tune in next time to learn what Chip, Bowden, and Adrock have discovered. Thank you for listening to Smash, Loot, and Roll, Episode 2, Skeletons and Scarecrows.